Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. All right, so tonight I want to talk about how to be a good listener. And we're going to read James chapter 1. I want to read this in King James and then also uh, Christian Standard Bible for clarity. James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Let me read that in the CSB version. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Amen. And actually, when you look at this verse, you say, well, it's about listening, but these other things actually have to do with listening as well. Uh, um, Speaking and anger have to do, they impact our our ability to listen. So we'll talk about that. So first it talks about being quick to listen. And so that's the first thing it talks about. And that's the thing it says to be quick to do. The other two things to slow it way down. So this is the one that is the highlight of this passage of this verse uh, to be quick to listen. So when you think about it, why did God give us two ears and only one mouth? Maybe because he's trying to tell us we need to listen twice as much as we speak. Right. Two times one only. Maybe that would be uh, something that's very logical, very understandable. You know, a great definition of what a good listener should be, uh, the characteristics of a good listener is found in Philippians chapter two, verse three. It said, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of, the, of others. And so this, this obviously encompasses quite a few things in life, but a, but a listener, this goes right along with being a good listener, you know, because if I'm not a good listener, I'm only about myself. You know, I don't got time to hear. I'll, I'll let you say a couple words, and then I'm going to tell you all my stuff because I'm more important. That, that's what this is saying. You know, value others above yourself in humility. And... What's interesting is the word listen and the word silent have the exact same letters, only rearranged. Huh? Coincidence? So, uh, you know, undivided attention is being silent. So I guess somebody said being silent when you're listening. And that's important. You know, what does that tell us? You can't be a good listener if you're talking. Oh, but I'm a multitasker. No. It doesn't work that way. So silence is a very important characteristic of a good listener. Not distracted silence. You know, like I'm being quiet, but I'm like. It's like, oh, no, you're not with me here. You know, you're just, you know, whatever. Oh, no, I'm listening. I I know sometimes my wife will start talking to me. And then, like, I turn away or whatever because I'm, you know, whatever, focusing on something. then, Then she'll stop. And then I go, and then I look at her, and then she'll start again. I go, oh, yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) 
I got to focus because, he, well, I'm, I'm listening. You know, sometimes I'll say, I'm listening, you know, and she'll just come on in here for a second. And then, you know, okay, you're right. You're right. That's good. Proverbs 1.5 said, let a wise person listen and increase learning. Let a discerning person obtain guidance. So, so listening is a wise thing because, you know, you're going to learn a lot more when you listen. We learn way more listening than we do talking. Because talking, we're imparting information we already know, but listening, we're getting some information. You know, when you go to seminars, when you come to church, you know, you hear preaching and teaching. When you go to school, you listen to lectures or whatever, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. But when you're talking, you're not learning. You're just saying what you already know. So being a good listener is a very good thing. So let's talk about the aspects. We kind of already talked about what the attributes of a good listener are. We're going to talk about some of those that you already uh, mentioned. But let's talk about what uh, uh, the things that a bad listener does. Number one, they are not paying attention. Number two, they are injecting uh, with a personal experience, like right in the middle of your, you know, that, and sometimes I, I catch myself doing that. Like, you'll be, like, you'll talk to me, and I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. And then I'm ready. I'm just, like, you know, like jumping rope. I'm ready to jump in as soon as you, like, take a breath because I want to tell you my story about your, you know. But it's like, no, you're still talking to me. And so I got I to gotta hold off, you know, on personal experience interjection until, like, just until you're finished, you know, listening to the person. Another thing is, uh, a good, a bad listener judges the speaker. Like they'll start, like they'll be talking and then they all of a sudden they start judging you or whatever. That's not good. And, um, and a bad listener won't ask questions because a good thing about a good listener will ask questions and then just let you talk, ask another question and let you talk. And that, that's a good interjection because you're asking questions and then, and then you're pulling information out. And a lot of times, you know, it's funny, but, but, uh, you know, some people will, they'll, they'll, you know, tell you all this stuff and then you just, maybe you asked a couple questions, but then you were just silent and you focused and then they just go, you know, after all this, it was like a one-sided deal because they did all the talking and then they go, man, good talk, good talk. And it's like, well, you didn't do any talking. You just listened, but that's all they needed was a listening ear. And that's good. Um, talking over the speaker, you know, um, that's inter another way of interjecting. And then uh, the last one is waiting to talk. And, and this, what this means is you're listening, like Jess said, or my wife said a, a little bit ago when she was teaching a while back, listening to reply and not listening to understand. So you're just waiting to talk. So like you're, you know, you're listening, but you're like, you're right. You know, the windows are like, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Like the windows are open, but you're just like the wheels are turning and I'm just, okay, I'm, I'm waiting to say this. Okay, how am I going to say it or whatever? And then you totally missed like half of what they're saying because you're all about what they said, you know, you know, a couple blocks will go and they're already around the corner going this other direction. Proverbs 18, 13, and I, I find myself guilty of doing this and, you know, I'm working on it because by no means am I an expert sitting up here like, you know, telling you, like, I've arrived, and this is what you need to do. No, I need to do this. This verse, Proverbs 18, the one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness and a disgrace for him. And I got to work on that myself. Because I'm like, you know, no, no, still not. 
still talking. Um, and now, now let's get to a good listener. A good listener practices active listening as opposed to passive listening. Active listening is your, your, you know, eye contact. You're involved. You know, you're, you know, the per, you're engaged. You're not like, you know, you, you're seeing something over here. You know, like, you know, like a dog with a squirrel. Like, you know, oh, you know, like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some action on my peripheral, and I, I can't help but go over and look at that or whatever. No, you know, active listening. Be supportive, you know, in your, list, in your listening. Keep an open mind as opposed to being a judgmental person. Keep an open mind because they're not done talking. Like, maybe the first thing he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm already judge, jury, and hangman. I've already, I've already tried the case, and you're guilty or whatever. No, no, let them talk, and you never know. Um, and then mentally note key details, but don't dwell on them to where you're losing what they're saying. You know, like some key details that you can, you know, circle back on. And uh, ask questions. That's good. And then use positive body language. You know, like positive body language is not like, like, when's this going to be over? You know, or whatever. Or, you know, always looking at your watch, you know, like, boy, <laughs> I'm going to try to be a good listener, but we're going on 10 minutes, you know. My attention span is pretty rough or whatever. Um, and then, a, you know, a bunch of young, oh, sorry about that. Oh, what were you saying? You know, so then, you know, that, because if you're a good listener, then people will come back to you. People will want to, you know, talk to you. So, so listening, he said quick to listen. Then he said slow to speak because part of listening is being slow to speak, slow to respond. And then just in life, it's good to be slow to speak. How many times have I said something like, like Jess said, you responded before you knew the whole story. Like, oh, oh yeah, I got this figured out. And it's like, oh, no. And then it's like, um, excuse me, that's not where I was going, you know. And it's like, uh, uh-oh, you know, egg on face, you know, or whatever. So Proverbs 29, 20 said, do you see a man hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. So that, these are powerful verses. Proverbs 17, 28, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. That is something. So somebody that, somebody that like, you know, kind of everyone knows, okay, this person's like whatever. But even if they... Like hold their peace and you're like, whoa, you know, like because that takes that takes some wisdom, that takes some, you know, self-control and holding back. Because what what you know, here's the thing, you don't have to regret something you didn't say. Right? But when it's out there, it's out there. And then if you put it in writing, ooh, that's even worse. Like on a text or an email, that's out there. And it's out there forever in the digital cloud in the world, and you can't take that back. Oh, but I got the unsend feature on uh, my iPhone now. Yeah, but it doesn't always work for everybody, you know, so. Oh, 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 no, no, no. And, um, and you don't have to take back something you didn't say. Right? You don't have to apologize for something you didn't say. Because once something's said... It's out there. Can't take it back. All you can do is try to, oh, I'm sorry, make up for it. Can't unring the bell, right? 
Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's why we got to think before we speak. You know, unfortunately, uh, human beings have the ability to get their mouth in gear before their brain. And that's sad, but sometimes that happens. And it says, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let's read that in the New Living Translation. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, loving to talk and talking a lot, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like, it's what you say, right? And so we'll eat the fruit of whatever we say, whether it's good or bad. And sometimes that fruit is like persimmons that are picked, you know, a few months early. Or how about some rhubarb or something or whatever. Whatever is like, not good. Jesus said this powerful thing, Matthew 12, 37, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Wow, Lord help us. So what we want to do is guard our mouths. And, uh, and this all still ties in with being a good listener, because if we can, you know, uh, regulate what we say, then we're going to, you know, people are going to want to talk to us. Because what's, what's one of the worst things a, a listener can do is to go be a gossiper, you know. And like somebody confided in you, told you something. Hey, don't say nothing. Just between some sensitive thing. They trusted you. And then, you know, you know, the next day they, you know, see it on the 5 o'clock news or something, you know, or whatever. Or, you know, people are texting, hey, I didn't know what was going on here. And it's like, oh, my goodness, I told you in confidence. Yeah, but I told that person not to say anything, <laughs> you know. That doesn't work. I've seen that too. Like, oh yeah, they told me not to say anything, but you know, they. I figured you'd, you'd be okay, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you put a lot of trust in me. They didn't tell me not to say anything. They told you not to say anything. So I don't. I'm not in the contract agreement, you know. So we need to. We God needs to help us guard our mouth. Proverbs thirteen three. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 23, 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Wow, this is good. And how about this? This is, this is the psalmist reaching out and saying, you know, Lord, I'm not doing the best job guarding my mouth. I'm asking you to help me. And just like anything else in our life, ask God and he'll answer. Psalm 141, 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth keep watch over the door of my lips and prayer changes things even when you're asking God for your own mouth to be under control God answers prayer so ask him let's ask him to help us guard our mouth and watch over our lips and he will I mean he's not gonna like make us say certain things because he won't you know force us you know it's our mouth it's our choice but if you invite him into the situation, he will help us. He'll help us and help you. Amen. Now, slow to anger. What does that have to do with listening? Because if you're angry, you're not a good listener. If you're like an angry person, you got like a short fuse. Like you put the match and it's like, there's not even like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. It's like, boom. You know, it's like on, you know, July 4th when, you know, when we were kids and we used to buy all those, you know, a bunch of firecrackers and we'd light one and then it would fizzle out and the fuse was like 
barely there, and, and we would dare each other. Dare you go light that one? You know, somebody's going to blow a fingertip off or whatever. And, of course, we would take the dare, and we'd, like, run up there and light it, and then it would, you know, it would blow because it was a short fuse. We need to pray, God, give us a long fuse. I'm talking about, you know, like, you, you know, you've seen like maybe in old movies where there's a stick of dynamite and the fuse is like running all the way across the yard, down the street and over there, and the guy's behind the bush and he lights it and he goes. And it's like, man, I could have got lunch and we're waiting for this thing to blow. You know, that's how you, God give us patience and self-control because we're never going to be good listeners if, you know, someone says something and it sets us off or we're angry about something. So um, that's why the Bible mentions anger along with speech and listening all in the same verse. Because when you're angry, you're not thinking straight. And when you're not thinking straight, you're more, more apt to, to not say the right thing, maybe say the wrong thing, hurtful things to those around you that are trying to tell you something. And so God help us with our anger. Proverbs 14, 17, a quick-tempered person does foolish things. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, don't let your spirit rush to be angry, for anger abides in the heart of fools. And the second verse of our text passage says, James 1, 20, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Now, what's he mean by human anger? Because there's a difference there is a righteous indignation that we can have against sin, against the devil, against, you know, just what we see, how, how we see innocent people or situations in this world. And we can have a like a righteous indignation come upon us that actually is a healthy thing to cause us to want to pray more, to get in the word, to get out there and say, you know what, uh, you know, you uh, you're coming up against me. You're trying to mess with in my life, you know, the enemy or whatever. And instead of me cowing down and, you know, retreating, it's just going to make me uh, mad in a good way to to go after and be a better person, a better Christian. So he's talking, he's distinguishing between carnal anger and, and, and a kind of a righteous anger, you know. Um, but human anger, he says, does not accomplish God's righteousness. And since it doesn't accomplish God's righteousness, what does that mean? It's not a good witness for the Lord to be angry all the time, right? I mean, that's not a good witness. And um, we want to be a good witness. We don't want anyone saying, oh, well, you said you're a Christian or, you know, you, you praise God and you go to church, you read the Bible, you, you call on the name of Jesus, whatever, and, uh, but you're, you know, always blowing your top all the time. You know, and, and sadly, you got people that are quote unquote experts that say, yeah, you need to blow your stack. You need, you know, because you're like a pressure cooker. And if you don't let the steam out, you know, every once in a while, yeah, it's just going to blow. So it's okay to bite somebody's head off, you know, and, and every once in a while, it's like, no, it's not. That's not what, you know, uh, you know, so-called experts should be saying. The Bible's our expert. The Bible is what we and it says human anger doesn't accomplish God's righteousness, and it doesn't accomplish anything in, in, in life either. Amen. Nobody wants to be around an angry person. Nobody wants to you know, talk to an angry person hardly, and they don't want to even let them listen to them. 
and so Proverbs 29.11 said, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in check. Proverbs 15.18, A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but one slow to anger calms strife. Right? And what does the Bible say? A soft answer turns away wrath. Because it takes two to fight. So if somebody comes like, you know, whatever, and you say, it's going to be okay here. It's going to be fine. That's the whole, you know, thing that the Lord's trying to get to us, give, you know, through to us. And again, we need the help of God to help us with anger. We need, we, we need God's help to guard our mouths, God's help to, you know, to keep the, our lips from the words, you know, the wrong words coming out. And we need God's help to not be soon angry. And Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. There's nine fruit of the Spirit. And when the Bible says like the fruit of the Spirit, that's another way of saying the byproduct or the actions of the Spirit in somebody's life. So when the Spirit of God is working in someone's life, these are the things that you should notice. There's love, joy, peace, kindness, and there's temperance. And the word temperance means self-control. And that's what anger is all about. We've got to control ourselves. Amen. And that comes from the Spirit. We need and say, God, help me, Lord. Let, I want your spirit that's living inside of me. I want to give you rain and, and uh, full charge over that area of my life. And, and just like praying about it and letting the spirit, you know, give us, you know, pause. Because just counting to 10 is not going to do it by itself. We got to let the spirit help us too. So how do we control our anger? By allowing God's spirit to positively impact our attitude our emotions, and our reactions to situations. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.